Welcome to the Lost in Transit podcast. I am your host, Spud Groshan. This week on the Lost in Transit podcast, I'm happy to bring back the fucking interviews. It has been a while since I've had the chance to talk to anybody about their travels. And this week, I had the opportunity to talk to my friend, Dean Bruin. Dean and I have been friends for probably 20 years. And Dean is insane about motorcycles. I can't even begin to remember the first time he started talking about motorcycle trips and planning motorcycle trips. And I'm super stoked that he has finally kind of started his... Well, I guess we'll just call it video thing. Uh, It's called The Church of Rad. They've kind of turned into a motorcycle club, not so much motorcycle club with, uh, yeah, they've released a video of five or six of them heading out, out west, riding motorcycles. If you have the chance to check it out, go to youtube.com backslash church of rad without any further ado i'll send you off to the interview so what's up travelers this is spud your host i'm here with dean bruin dean is one of the founding members of the church of rad motorcycle club would you call it that motorcycle group I honestly, I always steer away from the idea of clubs and group. It's just really kind of more of a like film idea that I had that I needed a name for and stuck it on. <laughs> and it seems to have become more for a lot of other people than me. Okay. So that being said, there's a, there is a video on YouTube, youtube.com backslash church of rad. That is well fucking rad. But, uh, so what was the main, like, premise behind starting this? So, <coughs> pardon, the Church Rad video, the movie that's out there, um, like, I love the idea of motorcycling and traveling. I love the idea of, like, introducing people to things and, like, really just, like, seeing people experience new things and, like, being able to like bring people along in those things. Like I've experienced so much in life that I really like to share that with the world. The church rad video was the, the whole premise was that we had a, we have a friend who had never ridden motorcycle. He hasn't really travel. He doesn't get out and he talks about wanting to do things all the time. And I can be kind of forceful. And when people start moving, I just drag them along with me. Um, in this whole experience, we started doing that and I decided to grab as many cameras as I could and videotape the whole experience from teaching him how to ride motorcycle. Um, we literally, from the time he got his permit until we left for our trip, um, it was like 13 days or 16 days or something like that. We built a motorcycle in five of those days. He got his license because I signed him up for a class and pushed him down the pipe. And basically we did that and left from Minnesota and went out to Beartooth Pass in Montana and drug him over the top of a mountain. And he didn't have time to say no. <laughs> it's Oh, if you knew this guy, you'd giggle pretty hard. He's 
skittish, I guess is the best way I'd like to explain him. <laughs> um, but what? who would you build the motorcycle for? Oh, it was all because I was trying to get other people to loan us a motorcycle, realized it wasn't going to happen, and I just had enough parts sitting on my shelf to build a motorcycle. It, I built it for Jared for that whole for the movie, and then he just rode it the rest of the summer after we got back. Okay, I didn't. I never really realized that. No, it was just extra parts sitting on my shelves. I'm that. I'm also not surprised about, to be completely <laughs> honest. Um, so it was you and Jared, uh, Randy, Annie, and actually my mom. Oh, that's cool. I. I've watched this video and I didn't realize that that was your mom. <laughs> yeah, she really didn't want to be in, in it and didn't want to be involved in it. But she came along and did whatever we wanted to do anyways. Yeah, because you know, you're there. Why not? Right. Exactly. That's so awesome. Um, And then with all that, that was Jared's first time, I would assume, in Wyoming, right? Beartooth is in Montana or Wyoming? Uh, it's in Wyoming and Montana. Um, it was his first time. Um. And honestly, before he left for that trip, he hadn't put more than 100 miles on a motorcycle. Jesus. That's, I mean, it's more than I've put on a motorcycle, but still a lot. How many miles do you think you got on a scooter in your trip? Uh, Maybe 100. There you go. I mean, it's, it's, it was, we spent a whole day, like probably 12 hours driving around Bali. Yeah. Eating fried chicken and. Yeah, I mean, leading up to that, like, there was certainly a couple of things where I just took Jared into the deep end very fast and was like, you need to know this, 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 and this, because you're going to be going up and down a really, like, hilly switchback and, like, curvy mountain with lots of technical riding to it, and I didn't want him to be, like, ill-prepared for that, like, to where it would be dangerous. Yeah, I mean, that only makes sense, especially going that way like it's one thing riding around minnesota where it's maybe hilly and not mountainous no we took them out to uh it's like one of my favorite roads called uh stagecoach road it's out by afton um it's like this super super like hilly fast turn road kind of thing and took him out there and rode that over and over and over and made him go faster and faster every time he went through it he still hates going over like 65 miles an hour anywhere like even on straight highway yeah he doesn't like it oh lord the man who has owned every sports car on the planet and still drives it like grandma oh lord (laughs) okay so ultimately when you guys did this how long did it take to put together this video um we went out in the summer um really didn't do much with the f- all of the film that we had done until snow had fallen and kind of season had ended. Um, I put the movie together um, over the winter, um, did a lot of narration, um, lots of different interview stuff, things like that kind of really started working on that once the weather kind of changed. And then we had a premiere party um, that like that spring. Okay. Um, how many people ended up coming to this premiere party? Um, our count had us somewhere around like 150, 175. Better than me farting on the snare drum. That's for sure. <laughs> that's yeah, it was fun. And like, we really, it was, 
we had like 80 people watching the movie while it played like there we had two separate sections we had like a a motorcycle kind of like parking lot rally kind of thing going on and then the movie playing in the other part and like 80 people stuck around and watched the movie inside well we couldn't get anybody inside to watch any of the bands all day which i felt terrible for well i mean that's part of that's part of the music life though it we is both, we both know that all Playing too well for nobody what it's something you do very well i'm good at it i on the other hand have no musical talent <laughs> um i bet i could get 80 people to watch me fart on a snare drum I know we could definitely get 80 people to watch both of us fart on a snare drum. Crow, are you out there? Are you listening? Can we do this as a trio? Ooh. (laughs) Uh, Christ. Three-part harmony snare drum farting? I would watch that. I think that would be a hit on YouTube. Dude, most viewed 10-second video ever. (laughs) So good. Okay, so you guys did this Beartooth trip. Yep. What else have you guys done? Um, we've done a couple, well, we did another group trip that I have like seven cameras worth of footage for, and I have done nothing with. And then I've got a solo trip that I've got three cameras worth of video from a week worth of the trip that I haven't done anything with either, but it's all sitting on hard drives waiting to be used. And you just kind of hanging out waiting to put them together or? Uh, it, it's been a weird year and I need the right inspiration. <laughs> Fair enough. I get that. That definitely makes sense. So, um, tell us more about, I guess, the Church of Rad. Is there anything else you can add to your videos content? Is it, are you doing, uh, rides? Is there anything like that? Or is it more so just... So kind of how like the Church of Rad as a group is panned out is that there's a local chapter of the Litas here in Minnesota, which is an all girl motorcycle Mm -hmm. group. Um, The leader of that group, her name's Jen, and she always wants to do stuff, doesn't necessarily always want it to be limited to just girls. So like a lot of times what will happen is that the group of us will end up doing stuff that's like the Lita's and church rad under the same umbrella to go like put together big group rides and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. we've done a lot of like longer weekend ride kind of things, stuff like that outside of like the video troop stuff we've done. Okay. Very cool. Um, so with that being said, I know that you like to do, or at least to like to attempt to do some adventure riding. We, at one point in time had about what six people around this table planning a trip to south america yeah that was a thing oh oh, come on like (laughs) for real because we do this all the time not just me and you but yeah me and jess do it me and everyone i know do it we plan trips that well you know we eventually want to take this one though seemed like it was pretty involved for us not like it not happening yeah so like i've i've been like lusting after the idea of doing a trip from prudhoe bay to the southern tip of argentina um like it seems like in my head i've romanticized it so much um you know talking about getting like around or through the darien gap like 
all the different parts of the world you get to see and all of those things. Um, me and Spud and our best friend Crow were talking about it. We were actually at one point in time talking to some people about doing video stuff on it. Like we've really talked about doing something with it. Um, and I started to do a small segment of the trip last year. Um, but not necessarily that to that level that I've always wanted to do it. And that I think would be a blast to do with my best friends. So I mean, that would be amazing. It would be, I just have to, you know, learn how to ride a motorcycle. Yeah, I got you there. I know you, you can teach me how to ride. Five a days, man. <laughs> Five days. Five, Five days, and you're off to Alaska. Yeah, man. And south until you can't go south no more. So interestingly enough, um, last year I'm totally. I think the group is called Where the Road Ends. Um, it's a group of ex-military guys did that that ride. Um, they started out in Prudhoe Bay in February. Because the reason they wanted to do that was so when they hit the Darien Gap, it wasn't in the rainy season. So because they actually went through the Darien Gap, they um, would use river canoes and stuff like that to get mm-hmm. their get their bikes around and stuff. Um, but they actually took their bikes through the Darien Gap to do it. And also last summer, um, interestingly enough, Charlie Borman and Ewan McGregor um, started filming their third series for The Long Way Round, Long Way Down, which is Prudhoe Bay to Argentina as well. What? Yep. That has to give you some sort of motorcycle boner. You love that series. Oh, dude, I do. It's awesome. And I'm looking really, I'm like seriously looking forward to seeing it. I feel like that was, after you watched was Long Way Round, that was kind of like the the push to start planning that trip. It totally was. Uh, that that entire the first um series of theirs the long way around like just seeing that adventure and seeing them interact with people made me this lust for more of that like i love the idea of going and like existing in a culture and not like bringing my own mess into that culture but like existing in it and seeing it for what it is and not necessarily like you know, being the typical white savior kind of running in being like, you guys are great and we're going to make it better. Like, I, w- I want to experience other people's world. Yeah. I mean, that's a big part of why I travel. It's great to just kind of be a fly on the wall and be where people look at you kind of funny and go, why is he here? But whatever, we're going to live our lives. Yeah. It's, uh, it's awesome. For sure. The, um, yeah, there's that whole like, the whole section of kind of going through the stands in Mongolia in mm-hmm. long way around where it just, I'm still baffled by all of it. Dude. I mean, like I know it sounds silly, but I think my favorite part of that series was the whole road of bones. Thing. The Russia part. Yeah. Hell yes. It's just the time of year that they did it was crazy with all the water. Yep. But I mean, everything that I've ever read, like, uh, I read a book, actually, when I lived here, that the guy biked around the world. It took him like three years or something. But the, that part, they started in Magadan, and they rode to Vladivostok, and they did it all in the wintertime. Oh, that'd be amazing. Right? Like, it was something like three months that it took him to do it, and I just couldn't imagine what any of that's like. I was in Siberia in summertime, and it was still weird. It was still snowing. Were you in the Arctic part? 
in Siberia? No, I was in like the the southern, okay, close to Mongolia part. Um, and it wasn't really snowing; it was like pop, poppy seeds or something. <laughs> it was basically like snowing cotton balls. It was oh weird. crazy! It was so awesome, but so weird. Okay, so then, what's one motorcycle trip that? other than the Prudhoe Bay to Argentina that you have in your mind that you would love to do? Um, you know, I've, I follow a lot of people on the internet, um, who have done amazing world travels. Um, I know like you've interviewed Rosie and there's, there's just a ton of people who are connected with like her, like the horizon unlimited groups and stuff where their, their entire lives are like traveling around the world. Um, like I love the idea of like Africa into the middle East, like into Southeast Asia. Um, I've been working on wanting to go do like a North to South Vietnam trip. Um, Oh yeah kind of stuff like that where like I've actually started really working out the logistics of it and the mm-hmm. finances of it and stuff like that. Um, I'm talking to a couple friends about going to Morocco and doing the monkey run um, put on by the adventurous that like, that looks like so much fun and like so goofy, which if you don't know what the adventurous is, you have to look them up. They're incredible. And a thousand kilometers on an old beat up 50 CC monkey. Sounds amazing. <laughs> Right? Like, they're, they're, just their website screams you, and I can't believe it took me so long to even think to give you, like, to, <laughs> to just throw that at you. And then one day you were, I couldn't even, I don't even remember what we were talking about, and I was like, oh, check this out. At the rickshaw run? <laughs> yeah, right? That's the one I want to do, because I would, I think that it would be the rickshaw run in any of the directions. There's like a Himalayan version now that yeah. goes like up into northern India, which would be rad. But the fact that they give you a rickshaw and you have to get it to wherever it's going. Like, I re- so I remember, I think it was last year, um, there's this National Geographic photographer named Jody McDonald who did it. And somehow they put their rickshaw on the fucking train <laughs> and they drove it out into the fucking desert. It's amazing. And like the photos were incredible. The story was incredible. Like it's outstanding. Like I would love to do some shit like that. And then there's that Mongol rally. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'd want to do it with a car. Oh, that's what I was doing. Cause it was the Mongol rally that made me think about that. That fucking show. The, oh my God. I don't know. Like some show Grand where they charisma or something. No, it was some show where they bought junk cars in Germany and drove them to set. trying to drive them to South Africa. Okay. Um, which I can't for the life of me remember the name of it right now, but that's how this whole conversation originally started now that I'm remembering it. Um, and that's in- incredible to me. They buy three cars for less than, I think they're 500 euros a piece. You know, I'd like, I the, love the idea of the travel and it's sadly kind of masochistic of me, but I love the idea of like, making a vehicle like do those things and having to repair it along the way and make it do those things because like i obviously like really get into like the mechanics and building and fixing of things in like weird ways and that just sounds like an impossible task to try to accomplish but i mean i think that that's what makes you good at 
the whole motorcycle travel or any sort of travel via vehicle. Whereas like I'm, I'm the kind of guy who gets on a train or in a fucking cramped bus and watches the world go by. Like you can, you can get in a car that we paid $500 for and hopefully make it run to Chile. So when are we doing this? Whenever you want. This one I'm down for. As long as it's on four wheels, we're good. I'm I'm way down. Okay. If, like I said, as long as it's four wheels, we can do whatever you want. <laughs> as long as it's something that I can figure out how to drive and participate and not just navigate. I need to get that international license thing, though. So do I. We just got to fill out some paperwork, I think. Okay. So, for everybody who doesn't know, I've known Spud for a long time, and Spud secretly got his driver's license in his 30s, and... It was 2015. Yeah. I was 33. <laughs> so we've been pushing him for a long time on this, and he'll finally drive something now. Hey, guess what? I drove this weekend. Whoa. I don't have a car. I drove mom's <laughs> car. It's kind of crazy. I know. Um. But yeah, the Mong- that Mongol rally thing looks cool. But then, like, so going back to the conversation earlier about vans and stuff and brandy yeah. and whatever, like, so we were, Jess and I were watching a lot of YouTube about living in your van and this and that. And we found different van life videos. Oh my God, there's fucking too many. Um, But we, I just want to know how many YouTube stars that can produce. I don't necessarily know if it's uh, you're trying to be a YouTube star as you're just trying to like get let people know that it's a thing. I don't really know. I think a lot of them are trying to find a way to monetize their life on the road. 100%. That I'll agree with. I actually watched quite a few of those videos where it's like kids in their 20s, you know, boyfriend, girlfriend thing, like trying to make a living. They have some of them have patreons which mm-hmm. is a great thing and at some point in time i think that wouldn't be a terrible idea for your church of rad stuff especially if you could do videos yeah and travel videos because people love to watch that stuff um but it's like i feel weird about patreon because you're just basically asking people to sign up and pay you money so you can give them the stuff you were already going to give them for free on social media you know, I I understand like the hesitation on that because we've grown up in such a world of free access to media. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I will say about that, and you can probably identify with this, is it's really devalued. Um, young and upcoming artists and small time artists who are wanting to create these things and wanting to be able to live off their stuff, but not necessarily reach that like fame status. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like when we were kids talking about being in bands where we're like, dude, we would be happy to be playing in front of 200 people a night for the rest of our life and make, you know, $30,000 a year doing that. When we were kids, that was possible. Now it's not, now it's not because those kids pay, you know what I mean? It's different. Yeah. But that's where I see Patreon really standing out is it does help people do those things. And it's not like they're saying, please just give me money. It's like, I want to produce this thing. Help me fund producing sure. this thing. And maybe that's yeah. hmm, an idea. Maybe I do the Patreon for the documentary I want to do. 
I've told you about that. You know all about that. Which, but which, it, but which, it's not really something I want to talk about here right now. Okay. I'll tell you about it later. Okay. Um, for those listening at home, stay tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, so, I guess, tell the people what you've got going on. If you've got anything left with Church of Rad, plug your uh, social medias and let's... Uh, Let's yeah, get, let's uh, get the hell out of here. The Church of Rad on Instagram, it's the underscore Church of Rad. Facebook, Church of Rad. YouTube.com, Church of Rad. That's you know. the big one. The YouTube. Yeah. Honestly, our Facebook has way more views on it, um, really? which is funny because Facebook derezzes your videos super hard and it's gross, but we're, you know, a couple thousand full length views through on Facebook and there's like nothing on YouTube. Really? And yeah. you have the, there's an Instagram as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. Our Instagram, um, it's kind of a collection of people that interact with it. Um, lots of just motorcycle culture oriented photos and stuff like that. Um, just kind of something where when we see something interesting, it goes up. Cool. Very cool. Well, lost in transit. That has been Dean Bruin. I have been your host, Spud Groshong, and we will talk to you next time. I'd like to thank my pal and motorcycle adventurist, Dean Bruin, for being on the show today. I'd really like to thank all of you for listening. Without you, it's kind of pointless for me to even do this. So, the few of you that take the time to listen, it's greatly appreciated. Now, if you are listening to us on iTunes... If you could take a second and rate the podcast, it would mean the world. Subscribe to the podcast. And basically, since it's a user platform, any sort of critique on that rating system is great for us. Now, since trying to bring back these interviews, shoot me an email, a Facebook message, Send me a message on Twitter, even DM me on Instagram. Let me know which adventurers or photographers or travelers you would like to hear on the podcast. And I will try and reach out and get an interview with them. But yes, so again, the email is lostintransitpc at gmail.com. On Facebook and Twitter, it's backslash lostintransitpc. On Instagram, it's Lost in Transit Podcast. So, again, I would like to thank all of you for listening. And until next week, get lost.